Welcome to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, registered nurse and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I believe there's a healthy person living in everyone. The Healthy Me is designed to help you call up your healthy self, step out of your comfort zone, shake things up, and get results. So let's find and empower your healthy me. All right. Hello, everybody. Trini here with The Healthy Me. I'm um, really, this is a topic that I love to talk about because anytime you can do something to improve yourself, I call it biohacking. So I have Arvin here with me, Kamsi, Arvin Kamsi, and he is like the biohacker of everything. Biohack your health, biohack your muscles, biohack your sleep, probably biohack your mind and everything else. So we are going to be talking about biohacking. And um, before I do that, though, I w- before I have him on, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an intro about who Arvin is. So Arvin has been helping people in 48 different countries boost their sleep quality. He knows what universally holds true when it comes to hacking sleep. I'm interested in that. Extraordinary Human Living EHL founder, Arvin Kemsey is an Oxford-trained geek, I like that, and graduate of the National Organization of Developmental and Exceptional Talents. He is a contributor to publications such as Thrive Global, American Student Dental Association, Medium, and Better Humans. Arvin's expert advice has been featured on Top Name Inc. magazine podcast, Conscious Millionaire. I like that too. Here's my favorite. He has reversed two dental cavities, gained 20 pounds of muscle in three months, increased his heart rate variability by four score in a month, healed a chronic nightmare that went on for six months in two weeks, among many other, it sounds like, self-experimentations. You are like the geek of self-experimentation, right? For sure, yes. That's right. <laughs> Welcome, Arvin. We're excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. How did yeah. you get into this self-experimentation? Yeah, so um, I... When I was when I was in college in Oxford, I did a lot of sciences and I was reading a lot of papers and I worked at a research lab for some time, and I really learned how to read studies and how to qualify and quantify experiments. And then um, I was dealing with a lot of health challenges myself, so I thought I would integrate what I learned in sciences into my own life and see if I can heal myself. And that's how it started. Interesting. Yeah. So. What was the first thing that you hacked for yourself? Yeah, for sure. So I had I had a lot of acnes um, on my back, and this was when I was like twelve, and it went on until um, I was I want to say nineteen, and and so I, I I was a really good swimmer. I couldn't go swimming because of just how much acne was in my back. I mean, I could obviously swim, but I didn't want to. You're embarrassed, and- sure. Yeah, right. And then and then so uh, it was like such an important, significant thing for me to be able to hack it. And so I looked at a lot of research papers, talked with a lot of different people. And I started with a ketogenic diet. And I think um, I say in about a week or so, um, all those acnes on my backs were gone. Wait a minute. And- you did keto? Wait, because you were, this was in college. So this is really before keto was keto, like we know it today, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. this was how many years ago? No, this is this is um, this is not that too long ago. Actually, this was like five five years ago. But that's yeah. still before keto yeah. became a well known term. Oh, so yeah, that's for sure. that's what I mean. Yeah, it wasn't for like sure. now where everybody kind of knows yeah. what ketogenic is. Actually, more than five years ago, it was two thousand and 
11. See, so, so yeah. eight, nine, seven, yeah. seven years ago. See, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. you, you, you don't look like you're still in college. I mean, no. you don't look old, but <laughs> it seems like it's been a couple of years. So yeah, so tell, oh, sure. so what happened? Like you biohacked it with the ketogenic diet. How did that play a factor? Because I know a lot of people suffer from what we call bacne. Um, mm -hmm. acne on your back and I get yeah. I've gotten customers that have wondered how do I get rid of it and I've always told them search your diet it's typically a diet related type of any acne almost any skin condition can be like researched back to some sort of diet so what did you find yes yeah, so um what what I actually didn't know what would heal it so I was kind of trying things and it so happened to be one of those things I tried it really worked right and so when I started with the ketogenic diet I realized the inflammation in my body was going down so as I was I was also doing a lot of lab tests so um, for those of us who know about like let's say HSCRP um, my cortisol was being balanced and and so I as a, as a whole, my body was um, less inflamed too. And I would say that had a contribution to my acne on its own. Sure, because that's all stress-related too, like the inflammation exactly. and everything. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing was uh, I would say some other things that I realized I my, my body reacts to is obviously sugar. So sugar was a huge uh, contributor to inflammation and also acne for me. So if I cut it, I don't have acne. If I take it, even right now, um, I get a breakdown. And, um, and it's interesting because that, so that was a finding I had a few years ago. Now what I'm doing, I'm actually looking into my gut biome. Uh, so I'm doing different um, bi biome kits every, every now and then. And I, I look and see if I can change the bacteria such a way that I can still take sugar. Mm -hmm. Not that I want to take sugar, but I'm interested to see what happens and not get that inflamed. And so that's like that's that's what I'm working on right now. But that that was the thing. Like the sh sugar was the biggest biggest contributor. Interesting. Yeah. So for anybody that's not familiar with the keto diet, can you just sum up? Oh sure. Just quickly, so because they can Google it if they're interested. But I know a lot yeah, of people yeah. that suffer from acne are going to be like, "What? Wait, what? Tell me more about yeah, that." Yeah. So tell them a little bit about the keto diet. What what the contributing things or factors or things that you leave out of the keto diet that are what made the biggest impact that you think? For sure. Yes. Yeah, so um, for the, so keto diet wasn't actually for acne. It wasn't invented or designed for acne. It was actually for seizure. Uh, and what would, uh, what would people do? I guess scientists and doctors would do, it was a medical procedure. It wasn't that everyone would go on keto like right now. Like it's so hip right now. Everyone oh, right. like in clinics, like I see them like they just go on keto. Everyone. Oh yeah. Right? I'm sure there's a t-shirt that says I'm on the keto diet, right? Right. <laughs> I'm so, ketogenic. Are you? <laughs> exactly. Right. And it wasn't, it was back then. It wasn't like that. Actually, when I was sharing with people, I was on keto. People would roll their eyes, be like, wow, this is so extreme. Why would you do that? Right. So, uh, basically it looks like eliminating sugar, um, or just having a very low amount of uh, sugar slash carbs. So it would look like, exactly, it would look like 25 to 30 grams of sugar per day and no more. And so um, that was the starting point for people. And then some people would lower, some people could handle higher and still being keto. Um, and that's something people can find out for themselves, see how far they can go without getting kicked out of keto. And the keto you're talking about is 
uh, were you doing like a, was it a urine test that you were doing? Like a urine stick or just oh yeah, to, to test for your keto, that your mm-hmm. keto level, ketogenic. Yeah. So I, um, I actually got those, uh, breath analyzers or a breath. That's so, right. You can do the breath analyzer too. Yeah. 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 Um, and there are actually studies on like how the urine ones, they're not really accurate. So you could be in keto and not have it, or you could not be in keto and then have it showing, uh, I think it's purple if it's, if you're in keto, um, on the sticks. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't done them. For we've so also long. done the finger sticks. There's finger sticks for the keto. Cause we've done those uh-huh. when we've done, um, the, uh, we've done a water fast, a five day water fast. And usually uh-huh. on day two, three and four right. and five, you go into a ketogenic state Yep. Um, so, and, and for people that don't know, you're really burning fat. It's like a fat burning metabolizing state. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it, it resets a lot of things in your body when you can get into a state like that. So, and, and that's part of the reason I think why your gut biome probably healed is it sort of just resets your gut. When you get rid of all that nasty sugar, that's feeding all that bad stuff inside your gut, you can actually reset and grow the good stuff that's supposed to be in there. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and then what I found later on that I could still maintain keto with, let's say, even 60 grams, 70 grams of carbs per day. And you were kind and of so doing the, that testing by your keto, the level, your breath. Exactly. Just so people know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, and it's so great because it's not just that, like, you know, I got rid of my acne. I had so much energy um, and my brain functioning was different. And they're actually studies right now because so keto is so hip now. They're mm-hmm. studying it all the time. Uh, there's studies about neurogenesis. Uh, so like actually uh, neurons are being generated because of uh, doing keto, keto diet. And, um, and then if, if you just think about it, so ketones is a byproduct of fat in our body. And it's always been there. It's just not to the amount that would get us to a keto level. And then, um, cause as for, you're burning, you're burning fat, you're producing, or right. you're making those ketones mm-hmm. so that people know that, what, how we're talking. Cause I'm the nurse. So I have to explain this. I, that's sure, my sure. job is to explain the, the medical jargon. So <sighs> as you're burning fat, you're eating less sugar, your body is starting to utilize fat for energy. Mm-hmm. You start to produce or put out the ketones, which show, signifies you're burning fat. And the, the higher your ketone level, the more fat you're burning or the, the keto, more ketogenic you are. Is that correct? That's and correct, by yeah. eating sugar, which is what we're so mass produced and brainwashed to do and think and buy, you are not putting yourself in a ketogenic diet. You're actually destroying everything inside you to create the ability to go into a ketogenic diet or a ketogenic state, right? Basically. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And uh, so the energy level go down. There's a crash like if after like sugar is low. So it's medically, I guess, or like in our body is really hypoglycemia. But what we experience is just like crash or after having, let's say, cake, right? Like two hours after you just. Oh, it tastes just, so like, good, though, you know? Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so um for sure right and that's what that was why we still do it yeah. um and but not now so the hack for that if someone wants to still have sugar or carbs uh is to take some mct oil with it oh what um, really yeah right so, so you then- know when we go for sushi we take mm-hmm. our mct oil packets because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of sugar in the rice and, right. and everything. So we'll, we'll use that instead of anything else, instead of the soy sauce or anything like that. And okay. it actually tastes really good. But that's the hack for it. So explain the hack. 
Because oh, people are sure. going to be like, oh, what? I can have some yeah, sugar. Yeah, exactly. All I got to do is put some MCT oil on my cake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's the thing. Like, so sometimes I go to conferences and they have all these expos and they 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 want they have all these different booths of different products that came out. Some of them are keto friendly, some of them are not. And then they would um, they would want you to test all of them, right? And then. Every single one, they will tell you they have like one gram of sugar. And then at the end of the conference, you end up with like thousand grams of sugar if you taste everything, right? And so I came, like I, I was actually started looking for this to see, is there a way um, that I can minimize the impact of sugar on my body if I go to all these conferences, different places? Because I try out a lot of products and write about it on my blogs. And it was like a very important thing for me to actually figure out a way to, to be able to taste it, but not be impacted as much. And so, um, so what that does is, it, um, if we take a lot of sugar um, or a lot of carbs, um, what happens is that our insulin spikes. So if we want to, our insulin is our the hormone that would take the sugar away from the uh, blood. And for building muscles, that's actually amazing. So we really want to have insulin spike. So a lot of bodybuilders, they would actually do, let's say, beats, um, or they would do things that have sugar because they want that spike. Or they would do white rice instead of brown rice right after the workout because they want that um, insulin spike. But the that's for bodybuilders. If someone is not a bodybuilder, insulin spike uh, – if it's prolonged and it happens all the time during the day, that's um, that's a major contributor to aging. So we age really quickly, and then not only that, our insulin becomes resistant, so diabetes, all sorts of um, diseases that we would get because of just the insulin spike, and that happens all day, you know, 24/7. And so what MCT does would actually minimize the spike. So if you take the MCT. Um, then the insulin spike is not going to be as high. Um, again, for bodybuilding, that wouldn't serve a purpose, but for other people who are not... So hmm, when, when would they take... When would you take the MCT oil? If people are Same like, time. I'm going to do this. So you take it when you're eating. Yeah. So during during your meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. there... Um, I, I mean, I know we just have the oil, but is there anybody, is there any liquid capsules? Do they have like the capsules of it that, or, or this is too early? Like you're just discovering this. So that's the next thing you're going to come up with is the MCT oil. Oh, I mean, so, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, even, like, we could do like, I mean, I, I sometimes just go like really raw with this. I just take like two spoons of uh, yeah. coconut oil, you know, um, and, but there's so many things and there are so many products right now. Um. There is, I mean, I've seen like brownies and like so many different things with MCT that they make. Um, so um, there could be there could be an option there, but I mean, if nothing, just two spoons of two three spoons of um, coconut oil that would do it. Um, but it's a different MCT oil. Uh, it's different to MCT oil. So if you take coconut and if you take MCT oil, they're different. Um, I guess different characteristics for them. So um, if someone's not used to coconut oil, um, they may their body may not really um, take it really well, so it may actually react to it. But for me, I'm actually used to. I can go up to like six or seven, I, I guess, a tablespoon of uh, coconut oil. So I just do two, three, and that would work. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and you probably anybody that's listening is thinking that they want to try this. 
mm-hmm. would probably just want to start with a smaller, like just oh, yeah, a, a sure. teaspoon or something like that. Yeah. And just add a yeah. little bit more as you're getting used to it. Because it does take yeah. your body a little bit to get used to it. Yeah. So and I have a hack for that too, by the way, if they <laughs> overdose on it. <laughs> How to hack the hack to hack your insulin spike, to hack your back knee is where happened. we started. <laughs> really funny because that has happened to me so at the beginning when this was really this wasn't hip i was actually trying out different things so i was like okay how many can i do maybe if i do like 10 tablespoons i can get into this uh state where i have never been to (laughs) right and so (laughs) so this euphoric mct oil ketosis (laughs) state (laughs) so maybe i come up with these creative ideas and my brain is functioning so well and um and so anyways i tried it and I think my max is about six or five or six tablespoons. And after that, I get headaches. I may get diarrhea. Um, there's like a lot of symptoms, right? Yeah. But to, um, and also people, some people, I've, I've heard some people become nauseous as well. But to um, to contract that, Im- uh, the impact of having a lot of MCT in our body, we can just um, drink, drink vinegar with butter and it would actually neutralize it. <laughs> vinegar with butter. Any kind no, of vinegar? Water. Oh, no, no, water, no, water. I thought you said yeah. butter. I'm like, really? No, no. No, no, no. And then no. you mix it with your coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> vinegar and water. So you know what? Because I did an apple cider vinegar challenge, mm-hmm. um, which was a 30-day challenge. Every single day we I came on, did a shot of apple cider vinegar. If anybody's yeah. interested, you go to acvchallenge.com right. and um, you can sign up. It's an amazing thing. We did a shot of apple cider vinegar every single day, and it has a lot of health benefits. Mm-hmm. And this would be one of them. It, it helps to like normalize out glucose and, and it does so much for your hormones and mm-hmm. all sorts of things. So it doesn't surprise me that it's a hack for your hack. For sure. It's the yeah. mother of all hacks, I think, is apple cider vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what about um, building muscle? I know you said you've built muscle. You built, tw- was it 20 pounds of muscle in th- um, three months? So three months. It, I'm yeah. assuming that has to do with your insulin because you talked a little yeah. bit about that. So is that... How yes, you did sure. that? Yeah, um, I'm actually doing a blog post on this on Thrive Global in a few days um, and go through all the details, supplements, everything I've taken. But there is not much of um, external things that I've taken in this cycle. It was basically the way I was working out um, and then also the way I was eating and what else? Yeah, and then also the insulin spike, the focus on insulin spike too. I mean, um, to make it to make it clear for the audience, the insulin spike is so important for building muscles that some bodybuilders that I know they would actually take insulin. That's not a very helpful thing to do, but that's how that how far they they go with it, right? Because they want that spike. Um, but we can still naturally create it. So the natural way of doing it would be just you know having white rice instead of brown rice. So I know a lot of people. If you're reading a lot of blogs, if you're health conscious, would just be like, oh, white rice? No, no, I would never do white rice, right? And whereas for building muscles, that's actually very important, especially right after workout, 30 minutes after workout. And then um, another thing was uh, the way I was working out. So I actually met this guy who was Mr. Canada, um, and we started just talking about this stuff. And he started showing me like the way he was working out. And I realized the way I was working out was so different. And pretty much the way I was working out is pretty much the same as everyone on YouTube and blog posts. If you look at them, that's how they work out. And um, it's no wonder 
people who become Mr. Canada who compete, they have such a different lifestyle that they get different results. I mean, obviously, they're on all sorts of hormones. They do a lot of different things, too. But still, they take a, their routines are very different. So I was very curious about it. So I asked him about everything, all the details. Right? Arvin, I can't imagine meeting you for the first time, like somewhere <laughs> in a social gathering. And all of a sudden, like, like, can you, if you can just imagine Arvin, like diving into like, oh, you know, asking questions about everything they do, trying to biohack it. Like, how did you do this? How did you do that? How did you, what are you doing? Not, like studying everything. That's so funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I get so interested, right? I can tell, like you're all lit up. <laughs> <laughs> so um so anyways we, i asked him about it and um the workout is going to be shared on that blog post so um but i i just tell you a little bit about like what's so different about that workout um the idea is having like maximizing on the stress on our body so um what i would do in the past previous to that workout i would just get to the point where i'd be like okay i feel my muscles are going to be sore in a few days. I feel like I'm working my muscles. But then I would stop. Um, this, the difference between this workout and the, the workout I just learned is that you, know, you actually don't. You, you don't stop. You keep going. And, and, then, um, and then this is like the time that you think you're going to stop. You're still going, right? And then um, I had another thing uh, where I read in research if you give two minutes to three minutes between sets of uh, workouts, you can have your mitochondria reset. That's the amount of time it takes for the mitochondria to reset. So they produce ATP, they produce energy, and then also there's enough oxygen coming into our body, all over our body, right? So we can uh, perform better. Um, so it happens if, they, uh, if mitochondria is actually resting and they're regenerating and they're at a point where they're not stressed out, you don't make enough like you don't make much muscles so he was like just scratch that you don't even like take breaks you take like 10 seconds of breaks and and I tried that first day I was like halfway through the workout I was like I'm so done like I can't I can't even do that's this. kind of funny because I did the same type of thing um when I was running a lot and um a friend of mine told me run until you're exhausted like run to deplete your mitochondria and fall like till you literally fall to the ground and you have to like you have to recover and take a short recovery and then get back up and do it again i did that and i like wanted to just die like just one mile in and normally i would do like a 3 to 4 mile and like after one mile is like i got to walk the rest of the way home i'm exhausted but it sort of resets your mitochondria and your entire platform for your body working out and building muscle and building upon that. So it's pro it's the same type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, and it's so interesting because those like little changes, right? It makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Another thing that he told me that um, I was very surprised about was he doesn't change his uh, workout routines. So there are billions of books about uh, different workouts you can do. And then what people usually talk about on you know, YouTube, different places, they would say, hey, do this workout this week. Next week, change it to this. Next the week after, change it to something else, right? He has been doing the same workout past 30 years. And, and you know, he's Mr. Canada and all sorts of like awards and years after year, right? So it's like a total different mindset. I don't know. Maybe YouTubers, they wanted to have content. 
So they needed to come up with new workout, right? <laughs> so, um, so that maybe changed. Yeah, it won't mind. go over well on YouTube if you're doing the same thing every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, and then so it's it's so strange because, and I I read everywhere like I read books, and then you see that's one one way of doing it, and then the person who's getting results is actually doing something entirely different, and of course we want to get results, and so mm -hmm, go ahead. Oh no, that's okay. It's that's it. It's it's all about the results. And so it's really interesting that when you you find something that's different that you like hone in on it and you're like what what are you doing that's different because it's the result that I want, not necessarily the I I want to know the road that you took to get to that result, not what everybody else is doing. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then um another thing about that was um so I was I think there was also a mindset as well. So he would he would just like go on after like two weeks of working out with him, he would just put on like 720 pounds on leg press. And then I would just look at it and be like, are you kidding me? Like, this is not happening. <laughs> and then, and then we would do it. And so in, and then it was just like a transformation in for me as well, as far as confidence, how I think about myself, how I think about outside me. Right. Cause we have a set way of thinking. Um, and, we just do within, like whatever we do is inside that way of thinking. And then it takes for someone else to come and just look at the way you think and then just tell you, no, like scratch that. And then look at something new and then you see something new in, in our life, right? And so um, it was very interesting. So the mindset was very interesting. The way we were working out was very interesting. And then also um, as far as there were some natural things, so the amount of vegetables we were taking. So I was doing, I can share it right here. Um, we were doing, I want to say 100 grams of 100 grams of cilantro, 100 grams of parsley, um, one beet, uh, 100 grams of celery, uh, what else? And a bunch of other vegetables. And we would just blend it yeah, every day. Yeah, that sounds so good. Right? Yeah, it, was it so sounds great. so good. It was so great. <laughs> Anytime and then, you put cilantro and, or cilantro and parsley together, man, I'm in. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. And so I was doing that, and it was this, uh, so it's for cleansing liver. Um, so another way to actually reduce inflammation is that, right? And I do, I've been doing that every day since five months ago. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you talk about the mindset, too, and I just had an interview, my previous podcast with, was with Dr. Chris Zanio. And he's a chiropractor, but he's really big on mindset and um, believing in your own her hero. And it's so true that we get so stuck in our heads that we can't do this. And we were talking, I was talking to him about getting back to being that kid again. Kids always question everything. They question why, 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 yeah. And they're Ooh. always, they never give up, never give up. And they're always trying to find better ways and new ways and faster ways to get it done. So, I mean, it's the same type of thing with what, what you're doing. It just reminds me so much is it's all about it's about mindset it's about power it's about giving yourself the strength inside you're the hero and never giving up and finding always asking the why 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 right yeah for sure um and that beginner's mindset is very helpful because after a few years of just knowing even like my stuff i know a bunch of research papers and then i just think like i know everything right and that's not so true <laughs> like especially like about the mitochondria's reset i was so sure that three minutes of uh, rest between sets is is the helpful thing to do, and and of course it wasn't. Well, maybe it is in some cases, but it wasn't in that case when we want to build muscles because you want to just maximize on the stress. So like I even get massages about two to three times a week, and 
I don't do it right after workout. Again, like I want, I don't want to like calm my body down. I want to actually maximize on the stress. So these are like little things, right? That we can, um, I guess another thing, maybe biohacking audience would know, um, cryo, cryotherapy. Oh yeah. I that's love cryo. Also, that's also amazing for reducing inflammation, which we don't want to do on the day we work out. We don't want to like reduce inflammation. We want all the inflammation to be that day. And then the day after we just reduce it as, as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, and cryotherapy, just so anybody, I've done a couple of videos of me doing cryo. Um, nice. Yeah, but cryotherapy is when you put yourself into a unit. Usually, most of them, you can do a walk-in unit, but a lot of them are like a stand-in unit that you mm -hmm. walk into, your head sticking out, and then it's nothing but frozen inside. So you, for like up to three minutes, you can stand in this sub-zero, what is it, negative 170, right? 273. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, it really does, like you said, it reduces inflammation um, almost immediately. And people use it for all sorts of types of problems, including injuries to like their knees and hips and stuff like that too. So that's awesome. Talk to me about a little bit about your teeth. I want to hear the story about how you healed two cavities. I'm just interested because that's my that's what I geek out on, <laughs> biohacking your teeth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I um, I actually looked at my bone density um, and I measured it. So you could do a DEXA scan. I don't like to do DEXA scan because it's the X-ray, and if you do it a lot, then that's probably really not helpful for, for our body. But for a couple of times, I guess it's okay. So I did two DEXA scans of before and after, right? Um, so I looked at, so um, I guess the reason I did that, to give you context. So um, what I know about uh, teeth is that they're made of minerals. Mm -hmm. So if we don't have enough minerals in our body, um, our teeth are going to be impacted, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and uh, the actually way to get the teeth, uh, like let's say a decay, to be um, to heal it, to heal a decay, is to remineralize it. So actually, have minerals come back to that place, right? Return it, and then. Uh, so I thought about, okay, so what could impact the minerals in my uh, in my body? And I looked at, the, when I looked at the bone density, I saw a number and it was not bad, but I looked at it and I was like, okay, so how can I improve on this? And then, so fish oil, vitamin D, and I have a post about this on Instagram and also blog post on this too, like with the exact details of how often you do it. But about, mm -hmm. I think it took about six, six weeks to 10 weeks of um, taking about, I want to say five to 10 K of um 5,000 to 10,000 of vitamin D every day. And then also fish oil. I think it was about 2,000. And I was also taking uh, the cut liver oil. Um, there's this thing called the blue ice, um, blue ice cut liver oil, I think. I, it know, I know you want to make sure that it's not fermented, the cod liver That's oil. Right. You just want to make sure it's not fermented. And it's yeah. preferable if it has, I think it's A and D in it, right? Huh. Yeah. For remineralizing your teeth. Yeah. Or if you want to take it like separately, you can do that too. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But you want it to be at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And so so I started taking that, right? And um, by the way, the name of the product, the Blue Ice, I can't remember right now. I'm blanking on it. But yeah. um, it's actually it's actually on that blog post that I'm talking about. And we can maybe share a link with, with yeah. the audience. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And, and then... Um, so I was doing, I think it was six pills of that blue ice cut liver oil and then about 5,000 of um, 
vitamin D. And then uh, also I was taking magnesium for sleep. So that's, those, are the, those are the three, uh, three different uh, minerals that I was using. Mm-hmm. And then I checked. So I had an x-ray of my uh, tooth uh, decay as well. And I checked after. And it was gone. I was also on a ketogenic diet. There are mm-hmm. studies on ketogenic diet that, that ketogenic diet is being helpful for uh, reversing cavities too. And I, I, would, ass- I, would, I would assume that just from my expertise okay. of knowing about yeah. the dental health in mm-hmm. the oral biome, I bet you the ketogenic has more to do with the uh, biome inside your mouth. Makes Decreasing sense. the sugar content is going to decrease the overgrowth of bad bacteria. That makes sense. And then allow your good bacteria to grow. You also have to make sure that you're using the right products because off-the-shelf products will kill all bacteria, sterilizing your mouth, which puts you susceptible to the bad bacteria, sugar, oh, overgrowth, sure. all that. So, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting. And I, But I bet that's why the ketogenic diet is showing improvement in dental health. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and just to add to what you were saying, our mouth is actually the most – biodiverse in terms of like the amount of bacteria, the different amount of bacteria we have. So it's more than our gut. Like we have so much. Um, and so it's really helpful. It's really helpful when we actually can impact that biodiversity. And again, even for the biodiversity of our mouth, we can check it. I think a company, Ubiome, does that. I don't know if other companies do that too, but that's something everyone can do. Um, but the idea is that actually measure it. Because if you don't measure it, you have no idea like what's happening. Even with vitamin D, as I was saying, 5K, um, I take 5K because I know how my body responds to it. We don't want to take a lot more if um, you already have a lot of vitamin D in, our, uh, in, in your system, right? So you can measure it, um, do the blood test 25OH uh, biomarker, and then check it. And then there is a gene that's responsible for absorption of vitamin D as well. Um, can't remember the name of that, but if you actually do run a 23andMe genetic test and then run it through one of these affiliates that they have, they show um, there there's one gene that's responsible for the absorption of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. You can look into that, see how well you absorb it. So some someone may need 10K instead of 5K. Yeah, if they're not absorbing it as much. Yeah. And if it's winter, maybe you need more, whatever, you know, they're different factors. Yeah. Interesting. I love this conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we're out of time. So is there anything you want to add um, that we haven't talked about before? Um, I know that you've got um, your Mm hackmybiology.com website. So tell them about that because you're going to offer that. They'll be able to get the link off the website, off of our, um, the the copy below the email or the, the, broadcast yes for sure yeah so hackmybiology.com i have this online course for sleep hacking so i had nightmares for six months myself i went through all sorts of mds specialists i went read all sorts of blog posts interviewed a lot of people from different countries and i asked them questions i said hey what's the biggest challenge you're having with your sleep And then based on all my experiences and their experiences, I have created this course. It's a sleep hacking course. And if they go to Hack My Biology, they can get it as a gift. And um, it's it's basically, for for my um, understanding, it has helped me a lot um, to have an amazing sleep. Like the panda, being, being a panda all the time just sleep and just not like having that deep sleep and waking up feeling energized and 
you know, going and geeking out about all sorts of things right. in bio. Because if you can sleep eight hours, that gives you 16 hours to geek out on the things that you want. But right. you got to have that good eight hours of sleep. Exactly. Otherwise, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arvin, you crack me up. I love it. I love biohacking. I love um, how inquisitive you are. I think that's the whole reason you got where you are is just because you keep asking why, 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 and how can I do it better? And what are you doing? Because I want to do that and get to that path. So thank you so much for sharing everything with um, our audience. I love the back knee and getting rid of your acne on your back So um, with the keto diet and all that. So we're definitely going to have a lot of people interested in that. So tell them where they can find you, um, again, so anybody that's looking. Yeah, the best place would be Instagram. Uh, my handle is hackmybiology and also hackmybiology.com. Okay. Perfect. So if you guys want to, yeah, if you guys want to learn more and follow Mr. Biohacker here himself, um, just check him out on Instagram and his website. So, all right, Arvin, thank you so much for joining us and uh, continue so biohacking so that you can come back and tell us more. <laughs> for sure. I know you won't stop. <laughs> no. It's awesome. All right. Thanks, Arvin. Have a great day, everybody. Trina here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the Healthy Me podcast and be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. You can like the Healthy Me Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at thehealthyme underscore com. Remember, the info on the Healthy Me podcast is not to be taken as medical advice. You should always talk with your doctors before trying anything we discuss. Until next time, live in your healthy me.